Welcome to the Love That For Us podcast. Come hang out with us as we explore a holistic approach to entrepreneurship, wellness, and navigating relationships in adulthood. We'll be getting vulnerable about life and dishing the business expertise we've learned along the way. Interviewing industry professionals, all while you get your weekly dose of girl talk and heart to hearts. We're your hosts, Carissa Emiko and Ashton Brooke. And this is the Love That For Us podcast. Welcome back, everyone. How are we doing, Carissa? Just surviving over here. (laughs) Oh, you're surviving, not thriving? I'm surviving, not thriving, but it's okay. Wait, tell us why. Wait, catch us up. Okay, catch you up. Um, I started seeing a new therapist, gosh, maybe like two and a half months ago, maybe three months ago. I see her weekly, which is a lot. Weekly therapy is a lot. Mm. (laughs) Um, She's a somatic therapist. So it's a lot of different things that I haven't done before where you're really like acting out like anger or you're you're using your body. It's not like you're sitting there talking and she's just like giving you advice, talking back. So it's a very different type of therapy. And the last few weeks have just been hard. They've just Mm -hmm. been hard. And it's kind of put me in this like lower, lower, lower caliber, lower caliber. Um, we call it low tide in our house, like high tide, low mm-hmm. tide. Cause it's just the tides. Like we're low tide. So I'm low tide and yeah. that's okay. And I'm trying not to judge my low tide and just like, let it be because the tide will always shift back to high tide. Cause it's the tide. Take a we shot. Every time low- I say tide, <laughs> We call it low frequency. Yeah. Oh, in, in your house. house. Like that's yeah. what you call it. It's like yeah. high frequency or like low frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's funny. My last couple of weeks of therapy, I'm like, well, one of the things I work on and th- I'm working on in therapy is my like overachiever side of trying to like I told my therapist in our consult I was like just so you know who I am I'm gonna try and get an A plus in therapy and so and she's like okay got it got it got it I'm like I'm trying to slay therapy I'm trying to be the best client you have like she's like I know we're gonna start now yeah right 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 she's like cool so maybe we should do twice a week (laughs) no so It's just funny because the last few weeks, like my ex doesn't match my expectation of like where I should be or what the session should look like. And so a lot of it is me feeling like during the session, like I'm not doing a good job at healing right Mm -hmm. now. I'm not doing a good job in this session. So sometimes I leave and I'm feeling like whatever, it's different every time I leave. But lately it's just felt like I'm for most of the session, working on being okay with what's happening in the session. Like I'm like really trying to just be present with myself and patient. So low tide, but that's life. And I'm also really working on not judging where I'm at with it. So I listened to a podcast and they use the term buoying, like what's buoying you right now. Buoying like a buoy in like the ocean? Yeah, what's buoying you in like if it's high – well, it doesn't super apply because if it's you're, low tide. We're using too many ocean analogies. <laughs> you're combining them and I'm not catching the but analogy. But I'm hoping maybe podcasting today will buoy you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what's like what's holding what's me up? What's keeping you up? Oh, yeah. gosh. I still wasn't <laughs> like what's there. I like that. What's buoying it's, you? Yeah. Because that's like – I mean, if you listened to our episode last week, that's a very like abundance mindset question. Yes. Like what's ho- Like what's good right now? What's holding you up? Mm-hmm being grateful for what's like keeping me afloat. 
Oh, yeah. That's cute. Booing is not an easy word to say, though. No, it's it's a smushy word, but... It's a smushy one. It's good to ask yourself or other people, what's booing you right now? Booing. 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 <laughs> um, okay. You make me feel a little bit more high tide. Look at the uh, smile that's appearing on my face as we chat. You know, you're allowed me. to be low tide. I'll bring the high tide. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we do. Okay. We, we love do. that for us. We balance out <laughs> each other's tides. How cute. cute. Okay. Uh, catch us up. What's going on? It's just December, full swing, and I feel like I'm trying to be the best gift giver right now. Like, I want to slay the gift giving. You're trying to overachieve and get an A plus in gift giving. I am. <laughs> so it's my side of the family's year for Christmas and we always like draw names. I think most people call it Secret Santa. We just say, we're drawing names again. <laughs> like That's what we do. So I have my brother. I literally had him last time. Wait, but does your brother listen to our podcast? Is he going li- to hear that? There's Isn't this not a, a chance he listens to. Well, okay. I'm not really sharing what I don't have anything for him. So, oh, but like, aren't you not supposed to know? It's secret Santa. Like, you're not supposed yeah, to yeah. know. No. Oh, okay. But he doesn't but this, listen. So we're there's fine. There's not a chance he listens to this got podcast. It, well, I'm going to um, make a reel of this one section and then I'm going to set it to your brother. <laughs> <laughs> so Surprise. the hard thing is I, my pride doesn't want to know what people want and just like get them what they want. Like I want to find a gift that I'm like, this is sick and he's going to love it. And I know him so well and blah, blah, blah. But the same goes for Will is I'm also trying to buy things for him and like, I don't know. I just, and I don't always want to tell Will what I want. Like last night, he's like, what else do you want for Christmas? We're like hanging out on the bed, just like on our phones. And, and you're just, like, it doesn't mean anything if I have to tell you what right. I want. <laughs> and then what do you're I need like, today? I send him me. a link. I send him a link. <laughs> I was like, size medium, get this. <laughs> so yeah, my mind is just in. Christmas present, gifting, plans for the holidays, um, trying to really... Are you feeling like stressed about gift giving? Are you like pressuring yourself? I am not a historically good gift giver. Like all of my friends listening right now, probably you included, like you know this, like I'm not a creative gift giver or it's not my love language. Uh, Okay. I'm so sorry if this is mean. (laughs) Oh no, you embarrass me. No, I'm genuinely trying to think of any time you've ever given me a gift ever in our friendship. I don't know if mm, – yeah, I don't actually know that I have. It's not my love. I, I'm like really like, are you a bad gift giver? I'm like trying to like sort through my files in my head of like, what are the gifts she's given me to judge None. you on that? But like, have you given me – any gifts I, I give the gift of time no I'll fly you to see you because you're a quality time girl but to be fair have I've given you gifts like for my birthday or Christmas no we don't really do that we don't really give I gifts was like just that. gonna say we don't do like Christmas gifts or anything for each other no. <gasps> I gave you I mailed you a gift one time I had like made all these you little did I remember a macrame thing was in it yeah, I mailed you like a few cute things and I've mailed you like congratulations gifts for like different work ranks and stuff for yeah. work. But um okay, do we change that? Do we like that in our friendship? Do we Ooh, yeah, well with what you're saying. 
It's tough. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't yeah, I struggle. I don't know. Well, I'll be I honest. I didn't get you a birthday gift, but I came to your 30th birthday party. And right. I thought about it. And But I'm like, you're here and you spent money on your flight. So it's like that's And I knew that was my gift to you and I knew yeah. you would receive that as my yeah. gift to you. And to be fair, I also was like, she didn't get me a 30th birthday present. So no, but we, we like, we do, we, we do more like, yeah, we travel to each other yeah. and, and that's honestly what I would rather time. have. I would rather have time with you, but I would too. Like Christmas if you were like, do you want me to buy you a gift or come visit you? I'd be like, well, Duh. obviously I'd rather you come visit me. But Christmas is different because you're specifically giving both time and gifts. So yes, yes, yes. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm trying to enjoy it and just like be really creative and take time to think about what I'm giving and not like, I think what's hard is I, I know like practical gifts when you're an adult. I'm torn. Cause if you send me a practical (laughs) gift you want, I'm like, just like, you're going to get that on your own. So I don't want to do that, but it's also nice to receive practical gifts that you legitimately want. Yeah, so it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I um, like gift giving. You're and yeah, gift I would receiving. say you're pretty good at it. I also like really spend a lot of time on it though. Like we I I like have like a hyper fixation on it. Like I'll research like the like, to get the best of one thing. Like I'm I'm actually not even being dramatic or over exaggerating this. When we bought Kataya a bike for her birthday this year. I shit you not, I probably spent eight plus hours searching for the right bike. Like, whoa, it, it's like a really intense hyper you are that thing way, I do. Yeah, I am. You research it's, really hard. I like really research. So sometimes that can be a little paralyzing when and it I comes don't. to like something like Christmas, where it's like a billion gifts for like a lot of people as opposed to just someone's birthday. But I do enjoy the research process of like, I got the best of the best no, of this you do. thing or. It, it Whatever. supports your ego personality. Your oh, okay. <laughs> Not in a bad way. <laughs> I think it builds your confidence and like I'm good at this. It sure does. Get I got an A plus in gift giving. <laughs> Circling right back. Circling right back to therapy. You love uh, to get A okay. pluses. <laughs> Our topic today. today drinks. We're talking drinks. about drinks. Shots, 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 shots. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're talking about alcohol and our relationship to alcohol and how the we quit. sober journey we kind of both went on. And we all of that. thought about doing this episode in Mexico and being like, we quit alcohol and like having margaritas in our hand. Like, As we were holding margaritas. We yeah. thought we were going to be really funny with that one, <laughs> but Missed we ended up chance. not doing that. Yeah. Sure did. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about it. Alcohol. Let's do it. When, when, and where were you introduced to alcohol? When and where was I introduced? That's a funny question because I'm like introduced. I don't know. I like. Do you? <laughs> what do we mean introduced? I, I think you wrote the questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you're so right. I think you I did. tell me what you mean by introduced. Uh, well, when, when this one feels hard. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase it for you. <laughs> um, what what was your first like memory, I guess, or experience of alcohol? Oh, Is that okay. Easier? 
Yeah. I'm like, can you interpret my writing, please? Um, <laughs> my Well, my first drink is kind of funny. I was at a bridal shower. And, and how old were you? I think 16. Oh, I didn't this know wasn't, this. This wasn't my first introduction, but it was my actual first drink. Um, and there were mimosas being served, but I didn't know that there were like two sides of like, this has champagne and this does not. And I remember like, Wait, so you accidentally I drank accidentally alcohol. Took a That's full such of, a cute, innocent yeah. first story. And I, I was like with my cousins and I was like, this is not orange juice. Um, <laughs> I didn't keep drinking it, but it was just funny. I I don't. So you were like, sixteen. You yeah. accidentally drank it, and then once you found out it was alcohol, you stopped drinking it. Yeah, I was like, and I didn't tell anyone except my cousins that were with me in the moment. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, were you like, oh no, I I did a bad thing? Like, no, I wasn't. I just I didn't keep drinking it, and I definitely didn't like the taste of that because it was like my first. You know, I was like, what? Um, yeah. But yeah, that was actually my first drink. And then I won't name names, but <laughs> a family friend, I think when I was 18, let me try my first beer or cider. I can't remember. Um, okay. It's funny. Yeah, it was definitely underage, but I just like tried it and I liked it actually, which is funny. But there was no, yeah, it, I wasn't a drinker, like underage, honestly, at all. And I had no interest in it underage. Yeah. So what? when were you first introduced? <sighs> introduced? I'll tell you my first introduction. <laughs> um, okay. To my knowledge and memory, we like didn't really have alcohol at all in the house growing up. I think that was a very like intentional choice from my parents. Um alcoholism runs in kind of like the history of one side of my family. So I think that was very like a very conscious decision mm -hmm. um, for my parents. I'm trying to think um, the first time I actually drank alcohol, I think was my freshman year of high school. I'm like having this memory that I haven't thought about in forever, like flash into my mind. And I was just with like a few friends and I don't even remember how he got it. I, I'm sure someone we knew had a fake ID or something. I don't know. Like I remember <laughs> the liquor store we got it at. So I guess one of my friends had a fake ID. <laughs> and at what age? This was young. That's why I'm like, oh, like 14, how did they 15? Like what? Yeah. And I didn't start partying at that age. Um, but I remember I'm like that was kind of like a first experience with it. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we just like got it barely, like didn't really honestly drink that much, but we just felt like so bad and it was like so, so cool. fun to be so bad. <laughs> um, and then I don't really remember like how I, I, it was just like, for, I just, I partied in high school. So I did drink um, copious amounts of alcohol in my teenage years <laughs> too much. The stupid things mm -hmm. I did back, back then. Um, and in college, yeah, I honestly think I drank like way more in high school though, which is funny. But, mm -hmm. um, but definitely was, I don't know, like 
the I would say like the family message I learned was like not like my parents told me like alcohol is bad or anything like that, but just like we didn't have it in our house. It wasn't a part of like yeah. our our family culture where I think like some people like a parent gets home and like cracks a beer for dinner mm-hmm. or like whatever. Like it just wasn't really in our house. Um, yeah. It was not in my home either. And for the same reasons and also like I grew up in a ministry family and alcohol was not allowed um, because of my dad's job and um, my parents didn't even really talk about it. It was like this un spoken hard fast rule that like I was very afraid of um (laughs) and I'm thankful like in one sense I'm like I genuinely had no interest in it um it was way too threatening and like risky to like even worry about that and so I didn't even find myself you were just like this is annoying we don't do that yeah and I didn't find myself surrounded by people who were like risking that underage um that was very very far from my um yeah desire so it was yeah I think we had similar upbringing my parents don't drink um even now but we're all we're much more like open to talk about it and discuss it and like it's it's different now that we're my siblings and I are all adults but um yeah same it's different Yeah, I would say too, like as my brother and I both turned 21, like it wasn't like we weren't allowed to have alcohol in the house or anything. Like I was with my family in Hawaii on my 21st birthday and I was like ordering drinks and it was a fun thing. And it was, you know, like now it's just kind of, I would say like normal, normal amounts. Whatever someone thinks is normal. Right, right, right. That's different for everybody. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you and I both stopped drinking around the same time mm-hmm. without even talking to each other about yeah. that. Like we both were just being like, yeah, I kind of quit alcohol. And you were like, mm-hmm. me too. Like it was so random that we did that at the same time and yeah. cute, I think. <laughs> um, okay. So what, like talk me through how you got to that point of just quitting alcohol. Yeah. So in my twenties, it became much more normal. And, um, I would say, I don't know. I look back and I, I don't like how I used alcohol or chose to like drink it at the, like, it's tough. Cause I don't want to like talk about like, um, in a way that isn't accurate. Like I'm trying to paint an accurate picture of my relationship to yeah. it, but I have a very different relationship today than I did even five years ago. Um, and I feel like I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but I would change my choices in my twenties. Like, and I think we talked about this on the episode of turning 30, like, our bodies are different now and I don't even oh my feel good. Like it's, like, it's ridiculous. Like why does a hangover last three full days? Like why yeah. does that happen? I, don't I just don't the know. Last time I've had one, but yeah. Um, honestly, my biggest reason for choosing to like give it completely up was a lot of fertility uh, stuff. Like I hadn't cut it out and I wasn't, I feel like I had a pretty 
Um, I definitely had a controlled relationship to it, but I wasn't getting pregnant and I was like, I have never tried to cut out alcohol and it's yeah, absolutely not supporting fertility and it's not supporting my hormones. And so right. I had, I think probably we were over the two year mark of trying and I was like, what? I, you know what? I take that back. We were more like the, the two and a half, three year mark. And so that was just like an overall health decision um, yeah. to push myself to just like give that up and know like this isn't supporting my body. Um, and honestly, just to challenge myself, like what would it look like if I just completely gave it up? Like I, I hadn't done that before and I yeah. wanted to feel, feel it out and see, um, if it was really this like big, if it was as big in my head as it like seemed to be. Um, so that was my driving factor. And I also just kind of loved the challenge of like, will this be that hard to like say no, I didn't have a like plan or like timeline set in place for it. But, um, it, just kind of naturally happened as I was like, well, I've never done this for fertility and I think it would be a really, I know it's going to be a better decision overall. So it is funny that we kind of quit at the same time. I um, know. What was your like reasoning? Um, so I feel like alcohol was definitely, I mean, in no way did I feel like addicted at all or like out of control really ever. Um, but it was very much a part of my social life. Like, yeah. um, you know, if people were coming over, we would be drinking. If we were going out, we would be drinking. And it was just like a part of, I think even just like weekend activities. Like if you're doing something on the weekend, you're going to be drinking while you do it. And <clears throat> I have had a couple of my close friends, um, quit alcohol. Um, and I have people in my life that are, alcoholics and sober and so like and I would and I for for years I've had that so like I've mm -hmm. always kind of like been around that um different perspective or different experience of somebody with their relationship with alcohol and yeah so there was never really a point where I was like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a health decision or something where I was like whoa this is getting out of hand I gotta I gotta cut back I actually was microdosing psilocybin. And when, if anyone's ever taken psilocybin in any amount, um, you're so connected to your body. Like you're so grounded. You're so connected. Um, it's not like some other pill or something where you like dissociate and don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. You're like very connected to your body. And so I would be taking this plant medicine and then I remember uh, the first time I had a drink while I was taking that plant medicine. And the second, like I'll never forget this experience, the second the alcohol hit my stomach, my body was like, this is poison. Like, I don't want this. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, weird, like weird feeling. I've never like felt alcohol hit my stomach mm -hmm. and feel like immediately disgusted with it. It was almost like you, you, when you take a gross shot and you don't have a chaser and you're just like, like your body is just like ew because literally there's yeah. no redeeming value of alcohol it's disgusting and bad for you it was almost like that but I was drinking like a yummy mixed drink weird but the like visceral response from my body was very similar and I like took a couple more sips and I was like I can't drink this it was also this like 
Tyler and I used to love going to speakeasies in LA and I like actually really miss that. We would like, that was like our go-to date night for a while was we would just like go to different speakeasies. And so it was literally like, I think this like $25, $30 cocktail that had been made for me at this oh, like gosh. really nice speakeasy. And I literally <laughs> drank it and Tyler had just bought us drinks and I was like, babe, like I can't drink this. <laughs> like my body says no and he was like I'll take it like it was fine it was fine but so I was starting to have that experience well on psilocybin and then when I was just not taking anything and was drinking alcohol my body started to respond the same way Mm. and I was like okay my body is clearly sending me a message like it wasn't even my head making this like conscious decision for my body Mm -hmm. my body was actually like leading that and I was like I'm gonna listen to this like my body is telling me it doesn't want this and like I had also um prior to this done a bone broth fast which led me to feel extremely connected to my body which actually led me to get my IUD out and so I was just in this season of like listening so deeply to my body for the first time and not denying it what it wanted and then I was like all right my body's saying no I'm not gonna do it and so it honestly wasn't hard for me at Mm -hmm. all like it's not like I missed it or I craved it or I'd feel like FOMO when other people around me were drinking Mm -hmm. like it was very easy for me to cut out because I just knew my body didn't want it and it didn't feel good um it was kind of like a no-brainer so yeah that that's when I cut it out and it was yeah honestly it was easy it was like really like surprisingly easier yeah like I didn't struggle with it at all and I I enjoyed how I felt um and I think I just enjoyed that I was like honoring my body like I enjoyed that I was doing I wasn't going against what my body was wanting with Mm -hmm. it so yeah how was your experience quitting like what was it like because spoiler alert, Ashton and I both drink again now. <laughs> like not a lot. We'll talk about no. that later. But yeah. like we had a season. A, maybe a like a season. year. A year and a half of. I don't think mine's been a year and a half. Um, <clears throat> okay. I would say. Mm, I remember last November I went on a cruise for a friend's 30th birthday. And Do you remember the 21st? Uh, oh, that's September, not November. <laughs> It's okay. It was a groove. It's okay. Go ahead. (laughs) So I know that I had already kind of decided to like give it up. And then going into this cruise, I don't know why. I think I was like, I had this free like carnival package or something included with my ticket. So I got the drink package included in our. Oh, the um, unlimited drink package. Yes. I know that package. (laughs) And I remember being like, I don't even want this, but it's free. And I. I remember being like, everyone here is going to be drinking. It's basically, you know, all-inclusive vibes on on a cruise. And I remember that was the first few weeks I had, like, stopped drinking completely. And I went into that cruise being like, what if I just try to not drink at all this entire cruise? Like, what Mm -hmm. would it feel like and what would it be like? And that was really interesting because it was like vacation and like celebration and friends. And usually um, when people more like let loose and actually drink more than they do in their normal life. Yes. So that was my first real experience like outside of just like 
you know, going out to dinner or like having wine at home. And I did it. And I remember being really, really proud of myself because I just didn't partake. And I came out on the other side being like, I had fun regardless of having a drink in my hand. And I also like you just felt really good in my body. Like I remember like going to bed earlier and getting better sleep and just like wake, like I just felt more hydrated and like this stuff that supported me while I'm like on a trip and still had like fun and had like good conversation. And that was, I mean, that's never hard for me, like (laughs) with or without alcohol. I just, right. It was like a really good, I think situation that proved to me what I hadn't proved before. And so it was a really positive experience and it definitely propelled me into like, I'm sticking to this. We went, you know, into the holidays after that cruise and I stuck to everything. Um, yeah, for like months on end. And it was, it wasn't this, like, I'm never drinking again. It was just like, I feel so good. And I felt that shift in my body as well. And like feeling connected to it and being like, I want to give it what's nourishing it and supporting it. And, um, and I don't have a timetable for this, but I know that I love where I'm at with it right now. And so, um, honestly quitting went, went really well. And I think those questions you have in your head of like, is this going to be really tough socially? Uh, it's just not. And for me, I'll say that's my experience. Yeah. I I think I built up those things like, is this going to be hard at the holidays? Is this going to be hard? Actually, I do have to admit, I remember being out with Will's family that next Christmas, that same Christmas and ordering a martini. (laughs) Desperate times. Um, (laughs) So now that I think about it, it wasn't a perfect straight 10 months or however long it was. But yeah. that again, like that isn't really the point. I think this overall no. concept was really helpful for me to, to learn my thoughts about it and what I wanted for myself, what I wanted to put in my body. And it definitely has changed. It's changed my relationship now for sure. Because um, like last night I was making soup for myself for the week and Will had used wine for some other meal. And he was like, there's like this much red wine left. Do you just want it? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Just like put it in a Wait, glass. I literally drank red wine last night as I was cooking dinner, which I really? haven't done. I'm not kidding. Which I, I haven't had, done in yeah, long, I never like do two it years. Like I don't even, that's not even a thing that's, I do. And I drank red wine last night cooking dinner. We're cute. We're so connected. <laughs> well, my point was I literally had three sips at most. And I was like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> like, Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it, it's back and forth for me. Like sometimes I'm like, I sure I'll like have this whole margarita. And then other times I'm like, I literally don't want this at all. So I'm just, I'm not forcing anything or like pushing myself to have it. Um, I do think what was interesting about you talking about the money thing is like you spend that money on something and then you're like, I should drink mm-hmm. that or like how about that? And I, mm-hmm. I don't put that pressure on myself anymore if I choose to like get it and then I'm like yeah this doesn't feel right. good like it's right. it's not helpful to drink because you spent ten dollars on it no right so, yeah I when I was I mean okay here's the thing is I still don't like drink very much anymore but like during that year and a half period where like I really wasn't drinking at all um I had the weirdest experience when I was with people that were drinking alcohol. Like, because I am such a, 
like vibe reader. Like I can like read people like what people are feeling without them telling me and like read situations. I can just read people really well for whatever freaking reason. When I wasn't drinking and I was around people that were drinking, my awareness that everybody around me was under the influence of alcohol and I wasn't was level zero. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't know why. I don't know if it was just because I wasn't actually drinking alcohol. I was unaware that everybody else was like buzzed or anything like, or a couple people drunk. And I would be literally talking to people. And I would leave a conversation going like, what? that was weird that she said. Like I I wasn't like, you know, you when you could you speak with someone who's like drunk or drinking and you're just like, all right, they're just like yeah. being we- weird or whatever. They're they're just like making off comments or something. And you're like, well, they're drinking. I couldn't do that. Like, well, I don't know why that piece was forever the entire year and a half like disconnected for me. And I would just like finish the night. It, would, it wouldn't be till the next morning that I would reflect back and be like, oh my God, they were drinking. Like, I don't know. And and I would just kind of feel like a little bit out of place, but it did teach me so much. Like I have, I have social anxiety and I was at a place where I didn't like that my relationship to alcohol, like I would have the thought if I was going to a social event with people I didn't know, or even that I did know, I would have the thought like, I'll just drink a couple drinks and I'll be fine. Like as a Mm -hmm. crutch socially for my anxiety that it would just be like, I would feel better. I would feel looser. I would feel more comfortable if I had one or two drinks and I would view alcohol as that crutch. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't feel like addicted to it at all. Um, But it was something that gave me a level of like comfort or even safety, you could say, of like, you'll be okay because you'll be two drinks yeah. in. Like, and I didn't, I know I didn't like that. And so I like that year and a half of like showing up to an event of like, okay, this is just me and other people around me are under the influence and I'm not like was different. And I think really good for me. And I did learn like, I don't need this. And mm-hmm. I like who I am sober, like mm-hmm. learning, like I like who I am at this party or this gathering and I think that that's a big fear for some people is like am I not gonna be fun am I not gonna have fun are people not gonna like me and it's like I don't want to find comfort in that somebody likes me when I'm two drinks in that's not where I want to find my comfort and my peace or my confidence in like I want to find comfort in that I like me when I'm zero drinks in and I don't care if the other person doesn't like me when they're five drinks in (laughs) like I just you know like I I got to the point of like, I, and I feel good when I leave. I'm like, I feel great. Mm -hmm. I don't feel foggy. I know what happened. I remember everything like that felt good and still feels good. Um, And when we, I started adding alcohol back in, I think I just got to the point of like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Did I ever talk to you about that? I'm like, when you why started drinking start? again? Yeah, because we both did at the same no. time without talking to each other. Well, we we just went to Mexico. This wasn't very long ago because we were just talking about our trip to Mexico. And you were like, I kind of started drinking. Like, I think I might be drinking in Mexico a little bit because it was an all-inclusive resort too. And, and I was like, yeah, same. I actually have kind of... It's so weird. Like we literally came back at the same time and and just randomly yeah. brought it up and both were kind of at the same place. Like we're not 
at that place of like no drinks, but yeah, um, it just was like a natural, a natural almost detox that we had. And now we're just like, okay, yeah. like I think we know so much more about ourselves and, and we've redefined our relationship and what we want it to be to drinking. And then Mexico was so, I felt really good because it was not like an everyday thing and it was just yeah, yeah I don't know it was like really nice to go back into that and um and be on the same page with you actually was nice like I, I'm it glad was. we were we were in the I same know, space I think, like I really recommend people try taking a break from alcohol if you've never done it like I just think you learn so much about yourself and we really did like for me now my relationship to alcohol like my relationship to alcohol is between me and alcohol and it doesn't involve like what other people are doing or what people or what's at the event. Like it doesn't matter where I think as before, like alcohol was something to do. And if it was there, I was doing it. And if other people were doing it, I was doing it. And it, and again, it was that crutch where now I'm so deeply connected on if I actually want to drink or not. Um, I don't finish the drink for the sake of finishing mm-hmm. the drink. If I drink half and I'm done, then I'm done. Like mm-hmm. what, you know, I just really will only do what I want. And it really is about what I want and not what anyone yeah. else is doing. And so that's why I I pretty much rarely drink now because I rarely want to drink. And every now and then, I'll have a little cocktail or I'll, I'll have something. Or if we're like in somewhere like Mexico and it, there's a lot of people and it's just kind of fun. I'm like, this is fun, whatever. Like it's fine. But, you know, like that, it feels good. It feels good to be in control like that yeah. and to not have to depend on something else to have we a good time or to feel save comfort. a lot of money. <laughs> like, I know so much money. That was something I really realized that year and a half was like, yes, this is way cheaper lifestyle you to go be out, sober. Yeah. Like it's one thing to just have it in your home all the time, but like to go out and it's just insanity. Like you add that up and you, you go out with, you know, like Will and I have the same our money is our money together. And so it's like double if we're both going to get something and like, it's just wild. And I think honestly, aside from like learning about yourself and, and being curious about what it would be like to, to quit and be sober for a while, um, you, this may be a really good time for people to just be like, if you're money stressed, then go ahead and take a break. Stop and drinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you actually, I bet you'll see the results of that and feel the benefits of that in more than just the personal way and like your health and stuff like that. Um, because we don't like, I never even think about it when I go grocery shopping anymore. I'm just like, I don't need it to stay in the house. And it's not, no, it's not yeah. available really to me. Like the things I want. Will has a bunch of whiskey that he brought home from Scotland this year. But like, other than that, we just don't even keep it stocked. And I feel it's, it's great for us. It's worked really, really well. And he's been, um, a little bit similarly, similarly on board, not like the same as me, but, um, he has also just like cut back with me and that's been really nice to do it. Um, with him kind of being more on the same page, I will say it's like, it's, it's easier to do it with someone, but it's not impossible to do it alone. No, I mean, Tyler didn't really change his habits at all. We, we, those were, that was very like individual choices for us. I mean, the only thing that would change, I would say would be like, well, we weren't going on speakeasy dates like on weekends, you know? So like that was different for him, but, um, but yeah, like he still got a drink whenever he wanted to, or we'll like crack a beer when he's cooking dinner or whatever. Um, 
So it is totally possible to do alone if like your partner isn't going to do that with you. Yeah. And I just really think everybody should do it. A I lot do of people too. do um, Sober January. That's true. Is it called something else? It's called... Dry January. Dry January. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> it's more alliteration than sober yeah. January. Dry January. Um, which I think is great. Like I do too. It would be a really good place to like catapult into more than that. I I know friends who started with dry January and then just like ended up giving it up altogether yeah. and feeling really good. Because I think it lifts a lot of like brain fog that you feel. Like there's this groggy mm-hmm. side of just like bleh, that your body is feeling weighed down with. And that's very much lifted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. It's like you don't put poison in your body all the time. <laughs> It's amazing what it like I know function like right but, yeah I would definitely I just think it's someone. so funny that there is literally no nutritious redeeming value of alcohol like it is the most accepted. but what about red wine I think that's the exception I think it's the exception but it's like one glass of red wine but it's, it's not how- like a superfood <laughs> No, no, no. And how many people do you know that like actually drink only red wine for the nutritional value? Like that's no. not like typically I think people do. Right. There's other ways to get the same nutritional value that exactly. if offers. you're looking for antioxidants, <laughs> let me direct you to blueberries. Yeah, right. Like anything else. Um, but oh I lost my train of thought. Um no, that's okay. What I, saying? I had a somewhat good thing to say and it's gone now. That's okay. Oh, well. Do you remember we what I was saying? I don't. <laughs> I'm kind of unsatisfied now because I want to finish that thought. You'll remember later tonight and text me about it. Mm. Okay. Whatever. I think I'm we can so end unsatisfied. it here. <laughs> okay. I'll end unsatisfied. I'm sorry. That's what she said. Um, did this episode buoy you? Sure did. I uh, am. Consider me buoyed. Love that. You buoy me. That's cute. You do buoy me. I just decided what I'm going to get you for Christmas. A buoy. (laughs) Like a real life-size one that I have to fit in my house somewhere. (laughs) It's so ugly. Or a cute symbolic keychain buoy. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Google's buoy keychain immediately after we end this. (laughs) I wonder if that exists. I would literally... I would have a buoy keychain on my keys for sure. That's cute. I would do that with you. It's a cute friendship charm. And it's so much thing. less commitment than like a friendship tattoo. Really good advice to people. Start with a keychain. <laughs> Are you saying that you will not get a friendship tattoo with me ever? We've There's... never talked about a friendship tattoo with us two. We have in the past. With Liza? Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just you and me, we've never talked about a friendship tattoo. No. I think I talked myself out of friendship tattoos after we never got a friendship tattoo with Liza. But I wouldn't have regretted that if we got that one. No. Zero regrets. Zero I actually regrets. wouldn't have regretted it either because it was yeah. cute and it would have been small and – yeah. But – Small and easy to remove. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just no, kidding. I wouldn't have removed it. <laughs> Okay, now. well, now it's my goal to get you to get a friendship tattoo with me, so. Oh, my gosh. Should we just we get a talk- buoy? That would be weird. <laughs> we need to buoy. talk sometime about the tattoo conversation we had in Mexico with the boys. Remember? No. She was drinking. I'm kidding. Wait, what? 
tattoo conversation. Carissa, we had a 45 minute long tattoo conversation at dinner. <sighs> Where were you? Minutes. Oh my gosh. With Tyler well, just, and just Will. Just like remind me because I had Will's entire tattoo concept that he wants. Oh, okay. 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 I was no, getting nervous. Full, full unlocked memory. I just was like, I, that wasn't about my tattoo, like our view of tattoo. Like that was about Will's tattoo. So that was I get it now. But I remember the full conversation. A good conversation with, you know, people with partners to ask, we, we, that would be a good discussion point on the, on the podcast or when we have the boys on sometime. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Anyways. question was, so we're not killing you with the anticipation. Do you think your partner should have a say about the tattoos that go on your body? At a specific size would be my addition to the question. <laughs> if your partner is getting an extremely large tattoo in color on their body, do you get to have a say? And why? Or do you want, if that was you getting it, would you want your partner to like it love it approve of it or mm. not at all we'll talk about that next time uh, maybe i don't know i'm maybe. just saying that we're not sure <laughs> uh, okay well you guys thank you for tuning in yet again it would mean the world to us if you have enjoyed our podcast to leave us a review like, subscribe, share with your friends. We are still getting this baby rolling and it's so meaningful to us when you do all those things and just take a little bit of time out of your day to support us. And we love you for it. Love you. Bye. Bye.